In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on God, Amen. I like to congratulate all of you with the opening of this uh, beautiful building uh, that's named after uh, St. Anthony the Great to serve uh, the youth and also to have this beautiful hall for social gathering. Uh, may the Lord bless and reward every person who contributed to the completion of this task uh, through their prayers, through their support, whether financial or by effort or by ideas, uh, and all of this under the leadership and guidance of Reverend Father uh, Boris Mikhail, and also Abuna Bernaba was uh, serving here in San Frubatir during this project. So both fathers uh, supervised and uh, helped in the completion of this beautiful building. May the Lord reward all of them with heavenly reward uh, through the prayers of uh, St. Mary, St. Philbatir, St. Anthony, and also through the prayers of our beloved Father, His Holiness Pope and His partner in the Absolute Liturgy, our beloved Father, His Grace, Bishop Gregory. And I like to read with you some verses from First Timothy chapter 6, starting from verse 11. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this command, commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality dwelling in an approachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. St. Paul addressed this passage to what he called man of God. But you, O man of God. We know that this letter was written to St. Timothy, who was young, who was a youth, uh, but this passage is not directed only to Timothy, but directed to every person, male and female, uh, all the children of God whom we can call men of God. And he instructed them, he gave them four instructions. The first one in verse 11, flee, 
I'm just, I'm going to say the first word, flee. Then in, first, in verse 11 also, the second instruction, pursue. Flee, pursue. Then in verse 12, fight. And in verse uh, 14, keep. And these are the four words I like to speak about them. Flee, pursue, fight, and keep. Uh, as children of God, we need all of us to keep these four commands. Fleeing, pursuing, fighting, and keeping. So what we should flee, what we should pursue, how we fight, and what to keep. Fleeing. He told him, flee these things. What are these things? Actually, the verses before uh, verse 11 is speaking about love of money, for example. But we, we need to run away and flee from the three major sins, which is love of money, love of pleasure, and uh, love of one's self, pride. These three major sins that St. John mentioned in his first letter, and he called them the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. In order to be children of God, we need to escape and run away. And he used the word flee. Flee means there is a real danger. For example, God forbid, if there is a fire, you will not just walk, but you need actually to run, to flee, to escape. If there is a snake or a scorpion, you will run away. So as the children of God, we need to run away quickly, earnestly, with zeal from these three things, the love of money, love of pleasure, and uh, pride of life. These three things are like thorns that will choke the word of God in us and will be fruitless. In this morning, we heard about the rich man. He had the word of God. When the Lord told them about, do you know the commandments? The rich man said, I observed them from my youth. So he had the word of God. But these words were choked. That's why he was fruitless. Because he was a lover of money. So love of money choked the word of God in him. And choked him also. And he became fruitless. When we run away, we need to go to hide, to find a place of refuge. What is the place of refuge when we run away, when we flee, when we escape? It is the name of God. The name of the Lord is like a strong tower to which the righteous escapes 
and is safe. So when I am attacked or tempted with the love of money, love of pleasure, or pride, I say, my Lord Jesus Christ, help me. My Lord Jesus Christ, empower me. My Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen me. His name is powerful. His name is able to conquer and defeat every temptation that comes to my heart. So that's the first commandment, flee. Second one, pursue. And St. Paul spoke about six virtues <coughs> to pursue six things. And he put them in pairs, three pairs. And in these pairs, one is external and one is internal. If you have the external without the internal, it will be hypocrisy. That's why he put them in pearls. So the internal one will produce the external. But if you fake the external without having the internal, then it is hypocrisy. What are these three things? He said, pursue righteousness and godliness. That's the first pair. Faith and love. Second pair. Third pair, patience and gentleness. Let's speak about righteousness and godliness. What's righteousness? Righteousness from the word right, which means to do what is right. What is right not according to the standard of the world, but what is right according to the standard of God. You need actually to do what is right. To pursue what's right. Don't pursue what's false. That's the external. Righteousness. But what is the internal that will produce this righteousness? The internal is godliness. Godliness means to fear God. To have the fear of God inside your heart. So when my heart is full of godliness... I honor God, respect Him, fear Him in everything I do, then what I do will be right, will be the righteousness. So godliness is what's inside, righteousness is what's outside. The fear of God is the beginning of the wisdom, as we read in the book of Proverbs. When we fear God, and we walk in godliness, we will have this heavenly wisdom and we'll be able to discern between what's right and what's wrong. This discernment, as St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 5, needs wisdom. And I cannot have this wisdom unless I walk in the fear of God. Then I will have this wisdom. And by this wisdom, I will be able to discern between what's right and what's wrong, and also to choose what's right and to be able to do it. Pursue righteousness and godliness. But in order actually to have the fear of God, you need two other things. Number one, the, th the sound faith. All religions 
claim the worship God. All religion claim they have the fear of God. They want to do what's right in the eyes of God. That's why he did not stop by saying righteousness and godliness. He said no. Godliness needs the faith, the sound faith, the sound doctrine. You need to examine yourself. Are you walking according to and are you believing in the sound doctrine, in the true revelation of God? Faith is, comes by revelation. God revealed himself to us. Faith is not speculation. It's not a theory. Unfortunately, people, for example, who are uh, believing like evolution, they are believing in a theory that's made by men, just a speculation. And they deny the revelation of God that he is a creator. Faith is revelation, not speculation. Any theory can be proved wrong one day, but what God reveals to us will never ever be proved wrong. So, faith. This faith inside me actually will be translated in love, in the works of love. Love toward God, love toward the other. Faith is believing, believing in God. And what is the name of God? God is love. So if you believe in a loving God, then your heart will be full of this love and will be translated, expressed in loving others and in loving God. The Ten Commandments, we can summarize them in one word, love. Or if you want to summarize them in two commandments, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Love is external expression of faith. When you have the true faith, then that is actually will be expressed in love. That's why if you want to judge whether this faith is true, is the true revelation of God or not, examine the works that comes from this faith. If the works that come from the faith is murder, hatred, then that's not the true faith. The true faith expressed in love, even as the Lord taught us, love your enemy. So as a man of God, I need to pursue righteousness, ungodliness, faith, and love. This actually, pursuing, pursuing means I will seek, then maybe I will be hindered, but I will seek again. It needs fight. It needs a struggle. It's not just a, an easy uh, trip or an easy journey in pursuing these four things. That's why the last pair, again, one internal and the other external. The external is patience. You need to be patient. Don't give up. If you are struggling with a certain sin, 
of you are pursuing righteousness, but it's taking some time from you, don't actually uh, lose hope. Don't give up. Be patient. Uh, the Lord said, by patience, or by your patience, you possess your souls. Possessing and saving your souls comes through patience. The spiritual journey needs patience. And the Lord also said, he who endures to the end will be saved. But can you, can you expect a person who is patient from inside, he's boiling and angry and resentful and doesn't have peace? No. Patience comes from a calm spirit, from a gentle spirit. When actually there is gentleness inside me, internally I am gentle, I am meek, I am calm, this will be expressed in patience. But person from inside, when they are struggling, uh, when they are complaining, when they are grumbling, when they are murmuring from inside, they will never have patience. That's why the last pair he said, patience and gentleness. So, St. Paul said to Timothy, number one, flee three things. Love of pleasure, love of money, and ego, pride. Pursue three pairs. As I explained, one internal and one external. Righteousness and godliness. Faith and love. Patience and gentleness. Easy to remember. The third commandment, fight. The journey, the spiritual journey, needs fight. The Lord told us, that the kingdom of God is taken by force. The kingdom of God is taken by force. And those who force themselves into it will get it. We need to fight. But not any fight, but the good fight. Because some people, when they fight, they don't fight the good fight, good fight of faith. Uh, I remember one time I told you this story. I was doing visitation with one of the fathers, and both of us were very tired. So we reached a building uh, that has two doors like this one. So we want actually to enter the building. So both of us tried to push the door, to pull the door. We tried everything. I tried, and I'm going to try and the door was locked. We could not open it. Tried for about five minutes, seven minutes. Then finally came another person and pushed the other door and he was able to enter. <laughs> we're trying in the wrong door, not in the right door. So we were fighting, but not the good fight. So this was a fight, but not the good fight. That's why St. Paul said, fight the good fight. And when we fight the good fight, he said, and lay hold on eternal life. In order to lay hold on eternal life, this will not come except by fighting the good fight, good fight of faith.
St. Paul at the end of his life, he said, I have fought the good fight. So since St. Paul said, I have fought the good fight, let's ask him, what do you mean by fight the good fight of faith? In Hebrews, he answered, answers his question. He said, he said, you did not fight or resist sin until, do you know the rest? Until what? Bloodshed. Until blood shed. That is a good fight. Don't yield easily to sin. You need to be strong. You need to be able to say no. And also in pursuing, you need to be a good fighter. Sometimes we are good fighters, as I was saying in his presentation, in negotiation, in bargaining, which is good. But better is to be a good fighter in your spiritual journey. We have a war, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare with the uh, Satan and all his soldiers. But on our side, we have God. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Our fight, the good fight, should be trusting in God. Trusting in God. Do you remember the fight of David and Goliath? He told him, you are coming to me by a sword, but I am coming to you by the name of the Lord of hosts. Fight the good fight. When you fight the good fight, you will lay hold on eternal life. This eternal life, you are called to the eternal life, as St. Paul said, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Uh, we all of us who made the good confession in the day of baptism. On the day of baptism, we looked toward the west and we renounced Satan. Then we looked toward the east and we made the good confession to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord, God, Savior, King. So, St. Paul is reminding Timothy, you made this good confession. And since you confessed Jesus as your Lord, King, and Savior, and you believed in Him, you are called to eternal life. You are called to eternal life. So now, it's your turn to lay hold of eternal life. How? By fighting the good fight. In Matthew 25th, the Lord said to the people on his right hand, Come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom of God, which is prepared for you since the beginning of the world. And he said to the people on his left side, Depart me, evildoers, to the lake of fire, which is prepared for the demons, Satan. The lake of fire is not prepared for us. God prepared for us the kingdom of heaven, not the lake of fire. But unfortunately, those who will not fight the good fight and will follow Satan, they will go with him. That's why St. Paul is reminding Timothy, you made the good confession. Now, and you are called to the eternal life. Your turn is to fight the good fight. Then the last commandment, which is keep. When he urged this, 
he made him like to make uh, a vow in front of God. You know when ordain a priest or a bishop, how he stand before the altar and make the vow of commitment? Then actually, St. Paul is doing the same with Timothy. He told him in verse 13, I urge you in the sight of God, who gives the life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. So this commandment, he is urging him to keep it in front in the sight of God. And he used God who gives life, even if you are under the sentence of death because of your, of your sins, God will give you life. God will transfer you, will move you from death to life. That's why he sent Jesus, who made the good confession before Pontius Pilate, in order to save us. So what is this commandment? He told him in verse 14, that you keep this commandment. Which commandment? Flee, pursue, and fight. I want you to keep this, this, these three commandments without spot. Don't twist the word. Don't try to justify your actions. No. Keep it clear, without spot, blameless. Until when? Until one year? Five years? Ten years? I don't know. Until our Lord Jesus Christ appears. So, you need actually to keep this commandments. Don't forget it. You need to remind yourself every morning, I am called to the eternal life. In order to lay hold of the eternal life, that my name now is written in the book of life, I need to flee, I need to pursue, and I need to fight the good fight. Keep this commandment in your heart, every day in your life. Remind yourself, morning, noon, evening, night, remind yourself, don't forget. Otherwise, when the Lord comes in his second coming, he will not find you uh, ready. So these are the four commandments that St. Paul addressed to Timothy when he called him man of God. And he is addressing the same commandment to all of us because we are the children of God. So to remind you, we need to flee lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. We need to pursue righteousness and godliness, faith and love, patience and gentleness. We need to fight the good fight until the blood shed. And we need to keep this commandment in our life every day until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we keep these four commandments, then we'll be truly children of God salt to the earth and uh, light to the world. May the Lord help all of us to uh, flee from all this evil uh, temptation, pursue these virtues, empower us, and teach us how to fight the good fight and through the Holy Spirit to remind us to keep this, these commandments all the days of our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.